Hello, and welcome to Creating in Color, sharing the creative endeavors of people of color. I'm your host, KB, and today I'm joined with Shruti, a senior visual designer and illustrator who previously worked with Freshworks Inc., children's textbook illustrations, brand illustrations for software companies, Airbase and Sideways, as well as wall murals at Brand New Studios and Chef Story Cafe in Chennai, India, just to name a few. How are you today, Shruti? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. So what is a senior visual designer and illustrator? And do you mind going into the difference of the two? Yeah, so uh, a visual designer is basically anybody who owns like the storytelling aspect for brands, but in visuals. So a lot of the work that visual designers do is essentially um, linked to how someone would perceive a brand and how strong can you keep that connection going? Because it's not just creating a one ad and then just like forgetting about it. You need to make sure that everything that you make for the brand is something that the viewers will um, sort of remember and associate associate for a long time. And that's the predominant role of a visual designer. But sometimes visual designers also play a huge role in software and product. And that's the kind of work that I've been doing, which is basically all of us use apps, right? As a visual designer, how can you make that process of using a particular software or an app more engaging using visual is what I focus on. And a lot of the work that I do is with illustrations because I feel like illustrations is a great way to sort of simplify really complex concepts and make it easier for people to associate with. So the difference between the two predominantly is that illustrators focus on drawings and visual designers uh, don't necessarily have to, some of them do, but visual designers are more typography, photographs and uh, playing with shapes to sort of best depict what they think. Interesting. So you were mentioning how as a visual designer, you work a lot with app software. Is there any similarities like crossovers with a UI designer or is it just two completely different separate roles? Well, they are separate roles, but uh, you do work with UI designers very closely because a lot of the things that you create will go inside the UI that they are creating. So uh, you don't need to know how to use the apps, but uh, it's important to know uh, what goes on in UI design so that you can create, you know, the most perfect designs to fit into those creations. Oh, lovely. Thank you. How did you get started in illustration? So uh, I did my undergrad in uh something called visual communication, which, uh, you know, is an amazing course if you don't really know what you want to do in design, but, you know, want to explore the different aspects of it. So when I was doing visual communication in my undergrad, I had one particular subject that was fine arts in my first year. And when I was sort of doing that particular course, I realized that, you know, that was something that I really enjoyed. So I started looking up uh, storyboarding because it seemed very interesting and it came up in class and I was like oh my god this is so cool you know I want to become a storyboard artist so that's when I started illustrating and that's what I set out to be originally but uh, the market for storyboard artists initially was uh, very little in India at least uh, at that point when I was studying here 
you know over time it sort of evolved into me becoming an illustrator because that was something that had more of a nature so i sort of started doing illustrations for a lot of these companies for their marketing collaterals and you know for their walls and things like that and i kind of fit into it naturally i kind of enjoyed the whole process so uh, you know that's when i was like okay i can see where this is going and i think i want to do a lot of That's so interesting that you were originally interested in being a storyboard artist. Had like a few storyboard artists on the show and on the show, this is a podcast. <laughs> but I feel like there are some like common thought process when it comes to being a storyboard artist mm-hmm. versus being an illustrator and it's just very lovely that you like naturally found your way over to illustration. Yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, um how they sort of shifted from illustration to storyboarding or storyboarding to illustration so that crossover happens quite often do you ever want to do storyboarding again i do in fact i did do a few uh, especially when i went to get my masters in the us and that's where i'm working right now uh, when i was in college surprisingly we had a few projects uh, that involved storyboarding for ads and storyboarding for like short videos and stuff like that and from that project i sort of got to work on this tiny side project with a friend where we did like a little storyboard for like a visual poem so i thankfully i've gotten to do a bit of that recently and it's nice i'm very excited about what more i can do in that particular space i am so excited for you you are going to have to update us when you are in it and just like how you're feeling about it i'm very excited for sure So when you were studying storyboarding just cuz this kind of goes into my uh, other question of if you were interested in other industries was there a particular industry you were looking at like were you always looking at advertising or were you looking at live action or animation mm-hmm. I was I was actually very seriously thinking of animation because I grew up watching a lot of uh, cartoons and anime especially uh so much so that i even went like i was a huge i am still a huge uh, fan of anime so i learned japanese went to classes and you know that's the level of uh, interest i had in that field so that's initially why i, I started storyboarding because i i really like those moving pictures that i saw on tv so that was the industry i initially wanted to get into but over time i sort of realized that i enjoyed converting a lot more complex ideas into illustrations because software is something that people think is very uh, especially on the creative side it feels like a left brain right brain thing right like many people think mm-hmm. that going into it is very like computational and mathematical and you know i'm i'm a creative person i don't want to be doing that but i really enjoyed converting what i got from there to here that's why i sort of stuck with it it's also a very i feel like unique is the wrong word but that's the only word i can really think of cuz I never even knew that this was a job that someone who is an illustrator can do. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. Yeah, it's it to be very honest, it's something that I discovered uh, in the process too. I didn't know there existed, you know, a, a job or a title for someone like me in software. It just so happened that a software company called Freshworks reached out to me when I was uh, working in a design studio and they said uh, hey we really like your work and we feel like you know our a brand is something that could really benefit from fun so can you help us sort of convert these concepts into something more fun and you know relatable 
so i was like hey this is interesting let me give it a go if i don't really like it i can you know i always have like the other options so i thought i'd just try but uh, i really enjoyed it and i was there for almost 4 years so i i had a lot to learn from you know that job i love it and are there any other industries that you had an interest in moving into as an illustrator or a visual designer or that you've already worked in doing so one thing that i really enjoyed doing and i did a lot of this in my free time was uh, working on wall murals and uh, of late uh, you know there's a huge uh, boom in the number of graffiti wall artists here in india in the west it's always been amazing and it's so beautiful to see and but in the recent times things have been developing here like at at a huge pace so it's amazing to see what people are doing and uh, that's something that i uh, did here and there in my free time but i would really love to do more of that just like do like paint up some walls <laughs> yes we need that <laughs> what does it mean to be a senior visual designer and an illustrator well for the most part i think what you're doing for brand is your trying to lift the weight of words in a way because you know it's easier to uh, sometimes say that hey this is what our brand stands for and this is what we do but a lot of it doesn't come through if it's all words and no visuals so you're trying to ease that process so as a visual designer your role is to sort of uh, get that what the brand is trying to say across in a very efficient way without you know making it confusing for those interacting with your brand and not just on one platform that's the tricky part because when you say you're working with an app for example uh, you know somebody is looking at an ad on um, on a website and then they install the app and then they're interacting with the app and say then it gets converted to a newsletter so you're interacting with them on multiple platforms so as a visual designer it's sort of important to keep in mind that you need to give them the same experience throughout all of these different platforms and and that's where you sort of need to be careful about consistency and that's a huge part of what visual designers do gotcha what does your daily routine look like oh right now i work with a company called uh, postman inc and well we're very flexible here but it's a great great way of working for me so i usually wake up at around 8:30 or so in the morning and a lot of the work i do initially in the morning is warm up sketches so i just like sketch out a few things that i think will help me get you know warmed up for the day and then uh, i get into the tasks that i have to do for the day and most of the time it involves like ideation sketches uh, which are really rough and you know in thumbnail formats and then i send them over to the people that i work with for feedback or for improvements and things like that and once we get like a good to go sign uh, i spend the second half of the day working on you know converting what i can to you know actual sketches and then start coloring them in and that usually takes about a day or two depending on you know the size of the project i'm wondering i feel like there is this ideology i guess maybe i don't know of illustrators being this kind of medium of a production artist and an independent artist mm-hmm. do you ever find yourself leaning more towards being an independent artist slash like freelancer or are you always able to find these production works 
And do you have a preference to one or the other? For me personally, I worked the most with, uh, you know, as a production person, I would say, rather than an independent artist. But I always try to make sure I'm working in such a way that I also have time for side projects. So, you know, I'm not, I kind of, I think it'd be best to say I have like the best of both worlds because I don't see myself constricted to being, you know, a production artist at all times. And preference wise, I, to be very honest, uh, I really don't have one particular thing that I would do for the rest of my life. I feel like this sort of keeps me going. It's nice because I get inspiration from both because one of the biggest difficulties I face as a, as a freelance artist is not being able to work with a team and that's something that I personally enjoy. I like working with like hope by other people who, who are working towards the same thing and when you're freelancing usually you're you know working by yourself so for that reason I really like you know being with a team. I'm very happy that you said that because I feel like illustration work really isn't for everybody because some people work better in a team environment versus like a uh, independent environment mm -hmm. and not everyone realizes that that is something to consider so thank you so much <laughs> so what are some specific roadblocks you try to watch out for uh the brief is probably the biggest roadblocker at times it's also the, the biggest plus but a bad brief or you know something that gives you a very vague idea of what you're supposed to do can can be very difficult to navigate through because you don't know what exactly is needed from you or what, what it is that the client has in mind i think that's when i would this is something that i do and i'm pretty sure everybody does it asking the right questions is very important and ideally you should be doing that in the beginning in case there's a bad beef it's always good to have like a few questions that you want clarified before you start and that has always been the biggest roadblock for me at times so but i have found ways to navigate through it but yeah that's the biggest problem that sounds frustrating <laughs> <laughs> well it is sometimes because uh also, I wouldn't blame somebody, uh, you know, who doesn't know to give an illustrator a brief because they probably just have something in their mind and they're like, mm -hmm. hey, this is what I want. And they they are not thinking about how much you might know. So I wouldn't blame them entirely for not giving you all the details, but it happens. Yeah. You're so understanding. I love it. What support or resources do you use or recommend for someone trying to break in? Oh, something that I used was very simple. I just used a lot of YouTube because <laughs> uh, especially for uh, someone who's trying to find out the options that they have, YouTube is a great place to start, although it can be a little overwhelming. You know, I think it's good to check out everything that's available to you. But in terms of software, I would say um, Adobe is like the perfect place to start. Uh, knowing like Illustrator and Photoshop is is a definite must if you want to get into illustrations and production work. So that's a good place to start. And as for resources in terms of uh, who you can follow and you know what is what is trending right now, something that I would go back to was Behance because that's the site where you see some amazing art and some amazing artists. So that sort of leads you to some of the new avenues in illustration and in art in general. Very nice. 
I think they should all follow you also. Great work there. <laughs> <laughs> Casually plug that. <laughs> yeah. Shruti Akram, guys. <laughs> I'm curious about your thoughts about how illustrations, comics, and just art in general can change depending on the software. Do you mind going into that? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the software that you use can very heavily impact the kind of art that you produce. For example, something that's happening in the past one or two years is this boom in iPad art, right? Like we didn't have iPad or Procreate, uh, which is a software that's used by most artists these days, you know, about three, four years back. And so people relied heavily on Photoshop and Photoshop brushes. And just the amount of time that, uh, you know, is saved now from using uh, some of the newer softwares is mind blowing. And you now have softwares like if I'm not wrong, I think it's an Adobe software called Fresco. And you can create almost the same effect that you would on paper because uh, they have stuff like watercolor brushes, which just like sort of spread. And that is amazing because the softwares that you can use now sort of are almost uh, able to replicate what happens with real painting. So I think it's uh, nice, especially in the initial stages, to explore a few different softwares to see what brushes they offer, what sort of pens they offer, because all of these things, although little, can make a huge difference to the style of your artwork and, you know, help you sort of identify what you love doing. You have an amazing list of experience. How are you able to find so many opportunities? Well, for me, to be honest, I think I've just been lucky that way. And for the most part, uh, social media has really helped me because uh, when I initially started uh, uploading my artwork, it was on Facebook in 2014. And I started doing that because uh, there was one particular artist I followed uh, called Alicia Souza. And she would do like these tiny uh, little drawings, very cute, relatable ones. And she would post one every day on, on Facebook. And I didn't realize Facebook could be used like that because I just thought it was like for keeping in touch with friends. So I was like, hey, this is a cool idea. So let me start doing it too. So I did one drawing a day for as long as I could. And around 2015 or 16, some of my, you know, that's when people started talking about it and they were like, hey, this person draws, maybe we can get her help for, you know, X or Y. And that's how Freshworks uh, sort of reached out to me because one of the HRs in that company was, I think they saw my work and they were like, hey, you know what, we could probably use her. So a lot of the projects that I got were uh, from people discovering my page and discovering, you know, the kind of work that I was capable of doing. It sort of acts as your portfolio, uh, especially now. And with Instagram, it's, it's even more because you're able to reach out to so many people. That being said, I don't think, uh, you know, that should be the only source of, uh, you know, networking. I think I've also had a lot of benefit from just talking to people and, you know, meeting them before COVID. <laughs> but that was a great way to sort of uh, get more projects and uh, find really creative people to work with, like uh, art fairs or uh, these biennials that happen where you'd meet other people in the creative field. Speaking of social media, because we found each other through social media, which was a <laughs> lovely, beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like as there, it's a huge platform that's basically 
like a bunch of artists yeah. trying to like all throw what they can out into the ether. It seems so easy to just kind of be missed, if I can say that. Yeah. Do you have any tips for anyone so they aren't just? I mean, I mean, feel free to totally be like, nah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any tips for anyone to like help them stand out or stick out just a little bit more than maybe someone else? To be really honest, that's something that I am trying to crack myself because uh, you know sometimes the how Instagram works is just like it's a mystery. Like I don't know. Like some things I draw in five seconds probably get more. Uh, visibility than something I spent five hours on. What is the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, guys, like, wait, what is happening? But uh, <laughs> I think generally, though, uh, something that I have heard from a lot of my friends, uh, and which I'm trying to do now as well, is, uh, you know, we try to, especially with social media, there is this notion that you need to be producing content as much as you can, as soon as you can, just to keep the pace going. But um, I have tried to do this before because that, I thought that was the only way to go about it. But I realized that that sort of affects the quality of your work. I would say that the best way to go about it is to, and it's something that I'm consciously doing more now, is to take time, work on your art, and when you're happy with what you have even if it takes like four days one week that's when you upload it to uh, you know social media not saying you shouldn't be uploading it otherwise but if you want to work on your art I think that would be a better way to go about it and I've noticed that when you do that uh, organically if it's even if it's not like in a day over a few weeks the number of people who sort of see it share it I've noticed that it increases and I think that's because, you know, people do notice quality uh, when it comes to social media or it's got to be relatable. It's one of these two things. So if you can crack either of these, I think, uh, you know, you would stand out. Easier said than done. I, I agree. It's, it's, I agree. It, that's a, it's very hard uh, because I also feel like... Uh, the number of people who are on the platform now is so huge so mm -hmm. it, it is quite difficult to stand out uh, in that and also use you need to be using the right hashtags and all of that i think it's just it's there are levels to it now and there's like a checklist yeah. that you should be following so uh, i think if you're really particular about you know the number of followers and the reach i think you need to check off every little you know, box in that checklist, which is hashtags of the time you post it at and where is your audience. You need to be looking at your insights. Uh, what is trending right now? What challenge can you be doing? Because the month I did Inktober, which usually happens uh, in October, that month, I the number of people who interacted with my artwork was huge. So uh, that's something that people can totally explore because that's also challenging in a way. So it's like it's good for both uh, following and working on your art. What was your upbringing like? I had a really good time growing up. No complaints there. And, you know, I one of the biggest things that worked out for me was uh, I live in a joint family 
and my parents and my uh, my aunt and my uncle they all still live together uh, in india so you know growing up around like 10 other people is a lot of fun and you know it's a lot of things to observe and pick up from because there are so many different kinds of people living under one roof and that sort of helped me uh, you know in my art in so many ways because uh, there was a lot to take from uh, through observation itself how do people talk to each other in a setting like this like for example even with things like food like it was just so i think it's probably why i sort of lean more towards teamwork because it was so natural because it never once felt to me like you know these people were struggling to live together it just was so seamless and someone would have someone's back like say if uh, two people weren't able to cook at home some two others would sort of step in and nobody had to ask anybody and that's sort of why i you know sort of lean towards teamwork i could say because that setting really helped me pick up from and i really enjoy going back home because my cousins still stay there and it's, it's a lot of fun when we're all together in so many ways it helps you sort of uh, talk about things that you're going through say you're struggling in life there's always somebody around you to sort of listen to you i 100% feel you i grew up in a house of 7 oh, wow. and it was like my mom my aunt my grandma and my cousins and me and our dog and it's fantastic and i love catching up with my cousins and i'm 100% there with you yeah <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun especially as kids i think a setting like that uh, really helps because uh, mm-hmm. you don't feel so lonely when you're around so many people and uh, i think that that's an amazing thing to have yeah i agree <laughs> so you are the winner of the 2016 talk your way to japan first of all congrats thanks <laughs> how were you able to prepare for an experience like that and Do you feel like anything from that experience, the prep work, the competition, or even the aftermath translates into your work? Totally. Uh so like I said, uh I started learning Japanese because uh I was really into anime and I didn't want to wait for the subtitles to watch my favorite anime. So I was like, what can I do? <laughs> so some of my friends were like, why don't you just study Japanese? So I was like, hmm. That sounds doable. But when I started learning it, it was a whole other ball game because it was such a difficult language for me to sort of pick up initially. But one and a half years into it, I think I had the most amazing teacher. She was from Japan. She was uh, almost sixty-five years old, and she was living by herself in India and just teaching us kids because she wanted to. And uh, she was not being paid to do it. And I think. the amount of love that she showed us in her classes that was amazing because we fell in love with her and i learned the language much faster around her and by the end of it something that i realized was that you know she couldn't speak english and she would teach us japanese with like picture cards so if she was talking about um, a cloud she would hold up a cloud and then she would say the word five times so image just stuck and that's 
when i was learning in those classes i sort of realized how important visuals are in learning as well because you know it's just so much easier to pick up uh, when there are pictures and that's something that i carried into you know my process of work as well a lot of times things that you can't explain are better explained uh, through a comic or through a storyboard and i think that has really helped and another thing that really helped me was just being able to interact with somebody who isn't from your culture and it was such an enriching experience i learned so much about you know the way they eat the way they dress in japan and you feel like you're not so different after all and that's something i felt even more at college when i was doing my masters in the us because we were a diverse bunch of students and we gelled like crazy we had the most fun we were all so different but you know it was so easy to get along cuz everybody was just understanding of each other's uh, you know backgrounds and that really really helps with my work because i feel like a lot of work i do is trying to talk about people from different backgrounds they could be developers they could be uh, artists and they could all be from different parts of the world but they're still relating to each other on one topic and i think being able to describe that crowd through art is an amazing experience Gosh, thank you so much outside of work what kind of hobbies side hustles or interests do you engage in Mm, I like going on long walks uh, especially when the weather is nice cuz uh, it helps me sort of think and also appreciate especially since the pandemic I've started doing more of that because uh, I remember I one day saw this post that said why aren't you looking at the sunset every day it's so beautiful and then I, that day I went out into my balcony I was like why am I not doing this every day because is it was such a nice feeling to you know watch the sun go down and so that's something that i've consciously started doing uh, but i watch a lot of documentaries otherwise in my free time um, i do a lot of netflix documentaries and uh, yeah these are usually the two things apart from uh, you know drawing that i do off late i'm trying to learn more of cooking i'm trying to cook a little more than before so that's going well i think i've learned a few dishes that i'm happy with i love that always supporting cooking always always <laughs> what do you feel are the next steps in your journey there's a lot i want to do especially around uh, branding uh, and advertising with relation to illustrations i feel like there are so many different ways you can tell stories and um i personally feel like illustrations especially uh are something that many people think of as oh it's it's too childish or it's too fun or sometimes it can't be taken too seriously or it's only for the comics you know and it doesn't make sense to use an illustration in say something very serious but i feel like there's a lot you can do with illustration in lifting weight off of some serious topics or you know emphasizing on the seriousness of it depending on how you want to use the art and that's something that i want to explore in depth uh, and that's something that i want to do especially in the last years i've seen a lot of artwork around some very important social issues and they're being shared and they're being spoken about so i feel like art can sort of contribute to these ongoing discussions that are happening around us and that's something that i really would like to uh, look into you know at more depth so that i can play a part in that too okay 
Now is the time for rapid questions where I'll ask you a series of this or that or yes or no questions. Some of that might not be true, but don't worry about it. And you will answer as soon as possible. Okay. Are you ready? Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Pancake or waffle? Pancake. Nice. Good choice. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Train or plane? Train, any day, train. <laughs> Ooh, I must inquire. You seem so excited about a train. This is going to sound weird, but for some reason, every time I take a train, it feels so soothing. It's just like the, the train sort of doing the back and forth. It's just very calming. And the flight and the, the sound that it makes when it's taking off or landing, I find it very, very jarring. The train is always a smoother, calmer ride, according to me. So I would take the train any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> Meat or vegetables? Vegetables. Save your money or spend your money? Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I mean, which one to pick? Because I would stand in between. But I think I lean towards save your money. Very nice. What's your sign? I'm Libra. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> TV or book? TV. No, yeah. TV. <laughs> Ocean or mountains? Um, hmm. That's a difficult one. But I think I'd have to go with uh, the ocean. Winter or summer? Summer. <laughs> <laughs> comic book or comic strip? Um, Comic strips. Okay. Ninja or pirate? Ninja. And would you rather watch a TV show or would you rather watch a movie? I would rather watch a TV show. Now, hmm. Give me a word that starts with the letter M. Uh, can it be anything? It could be anything, as long as it's not like a pronoun or a no, name. Okay, mango. All right, I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they're so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shuti, for speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. If you want to drop that Instagram one more time for everybody. Yeah, you can uh, check out some of the art that I create on uh, Shruti underscore artgram. Very nice. Everybody, check it out. Amazing stuff. <laughs> and thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Please follow Creating a Color on Instagram and Twitter. And feel free to submit any questions for upcoming guests through our social media or creatingcolorcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in following me, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and twitch.com, or twitch.tv, that's what's called, at Maybe It's Gaby. Thanks to Name Kazi for creating the ending theme. You can find more of his music on his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash namekaze. That's N-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E. Thanks to everyone for sharing Creating Color with their friends, family, and coworkers. Creating Color is a new podcast, and we appreciate any word of mouth. So even helping to push our hashtag on social media, hashtag Creating Color cast, is a huge help. Before we wrap up, do you have any departing words of wisdom for everyone listening? I would just say take it slow, work at your own pace, and you know, don't worry too much about being perfect because we all learn in the process. So just have fun while you're you know, making stuff, guys. You've been spitting truth this entire time and you haven't stopped yet. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been Creating in Color. Keep striving, keep trying, keep creating. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah.